2: Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Curzon Film podcast. This week we'll be speaking to the actors from the hit play Red, Alfred Molina and Alfred Enoch. I'm Sam Howlett and joining me this week, a man who's very well read. He was born ready for this podcast.
0: Oh no. I was
2: hoping he'd wear his red hat today but he isn't so this doesn't work.
0: Do I even own a red hat?
2: Yeah, it's like an orangey red.
0: Oh that one, that's that's yeah. nice hat. Yeah, yeah, I love that hat. Uh, um, more Cunningham. of a burnt umber, Probably.
2: Maroon, is it a maroonie?
0: No, it's not maroon. Is it lighter than maroon? Yeah, definitely. No, okay. No. Um, that's embarrassing for you. That's that was, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not maroon at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were lucky enough to see this play a few months ago.
2: Uh, we were. And uh, that was, it was a real treat actually. It's a really great play. So Alfred Molina plays Mark Rothko uh, as he's being commissioned by a very fancy restaurant to paint... The Seagram. The Seagram, that's it. Mm-hmm. To uh, do this collection of red paintings and uh he meets his fictional assistant played by alfred enoch Uh, and it's about their relationship and also sort of about because it's mark Rothko sort of at the end of his career um just a sort of pop art is starting to take hold and um his sort of abstract expressionism is kind of starting to feel a bit old and he's not really sure where he stands as an artist anymore yeah but it's a really interesting one-act play and it's going to be uh shown in cinemas uh, a recording of the play on november the 7th yeah
0: um yeah really encourage people to check that
2: out yeah. um and
0: although uh, alfred Molina is the big draw in this i think alfred enoch is actually really yeah. brilliant in it uh, people might recognize him as dean thomas from Absol- the harry yeah. potter films and and he has been hit in the gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's pretty hench in this yeah um and he's kind of he's our he's our gateway into yeah. um into Rothko's world. Uh I mean the start start of the play is almost like this uh Enoch's almost writing an essay about Rothko the way that he talks about yeah. him and and it's like how uh, a first year art student might just like adore someone and write 3000 words on them and that's yeah. what initially I felt like the play might be it's just an hour and a half of telling us how great Rothko is. But then it delves into some really interesting stuff and contradictions about him and his work. Yeah.
2: Um, and yeah, I totally got swept up in it. And Alfred Molina's played, he's been playing this role for years now. He played it when it was in uh, in London, then New York, then back in London. So it's quite a long journey for him playing this role. And I think he said it's one of the best, as you'll hear, one of the best roles he's ever been given. Um, so Alfred Molina, of course, you know him from the first scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spider-Man 2, Roger and Val have just got in, the BBC2 series with Dawn French. Yep. Uh, the Prince of Persia. Uh, he's in the best scene in Boogie Nights. Yep. I think it's pretty much well-covered, Molina, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. People know who he is. Um, so without further ado then, uh, here is me talking to uh, the Alfreds, Alfred Molina and Alfred Enoch. We're delighted to welcome to the Curzon podcast two Alfreds, uh, <laughs> Alfred Enoch and Alfred Molina. Thank you for being Hello. here. Hello, thanks for having us. Uh, so we're here to talk about Red, which as we record is due to finish... In a matter of days. Yes. That's the 28th, right. I believe, of July. So I saw the play last night, uh, loved it, really enjoyed it. And I was with my friend, and we were, the first thing we thought was when we entered. Was the, that your uh, special friend? Uh, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we walked in, we noticed that Alfred, you were on stage uh, with your back to the audience. And the first thing we said to each other was, What is he thinking right now? So, Alfred, what are you thinking in those minutes when you're on stage alone?
1: Uh, uh, I I started off at the beginning of the run. I started off thinking I was I'd be like running my lines, running the speech, the first speech, uh, looking at the painting, just running through moments in the play. You know, just to kind of stay in in the play. And then, but as that became more and more sort of in my bones, as it were, you know, as as the play got more and more inside, I I I start thinking about other things, like you know, sort of. uh, lines in the play and what that means and 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 how it went the night before yeah. and, and sort of going over it's like it's like a little uh just go always always about the play in some shape yeah. or form uh you know in reliving a moment the night before that may have not worked as well okay. as it could have done or you know so on and so forth but it's but i'm not and also a little bit keeping an ear out a little bit for the audience because okay you get a sense of what kind of crowd it's going to be You know, yeah. Audiences tend to take on A sort of collective personality And some nights They'll be rather quiet yeah. and studious, And other nights They'll be very chatty And noisy And and, it's just, and, it, and you just get a sense of Where to kind of pitch it Right mm. from the start So you're sort of You're kind of like On top of it You know Kind of riding that, that wave Okay So do you both
2: get the feeling That there's a kind of It's a different performance Each night And do mm. you kind of Do you remember specific ones Over time And some stand out to you Over the others Or
3: I'm actually. I'm always very bad at remember, remembering even what happened. I mean, we come off sometimes, present, So, what do you think? Is there is there anything you think that you know we could change or something? i would go. Wait, there was this bit in no <laughs> I was like, it's got it's all if it's all Happens every time. Yeah, yeah genuinely every time. every time. But I mean, immediately after coming off, you you know, yeah. you're filled with a sense of oh, that was a good one. Well, right. or man, maybe that was a little bit. It wasn't quite as tight as it might have been, or whatever. Um, so those those. That's part, in a way, of the, the, the little bit of you that continues listening out to the audience okay. and see how things land yeah. or don't. It's yeah. gauging it against yeah. what kind of an audience it is. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be different. I mean, yeah. certainly when it's a two-hander, it's, it's, there's that much play shared between two people. You're very sensitive to little changes. Something yeah. might come out a little bit differently for whatever reason, maybe because the audience, because of this, because whatever it could be, and that could tilt a scene in a slightly different direction or take a new shape. And and that's one of the things that's so satisfying about it. Over a three-month run, you go finding things because of that kind of stuff. So um, that's what keeps it. That's what keeps it enjoyable. Yeah, and finish.
1: also the, and and the, and the fact that it's it's always very because it's, as as Alfie says, because there's only two of us. We're not so much waiting for our cues as kind of listening for mm. them because they're going to come at you in a different way each night, mm. you know, f- for all the reasons that Alfie has has cited, and 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 that keeps it really sort of fresh. I think. I mean, mm. it's it. There's a like we c- the first thing we do when we come off stage is we ask this, our stage manager what the timing was, right? You okay, know, and and uh, and we get a sense of how. The evening is put, pre- and it might just be a, a difference of a minute. You know, maybe yeah, one night yeah. it's one thirty, then another night it's one twenty nine. Okay, you know, but it, it gives us a. It, it's a good gauge for us to know whether whether we're on the right track and whether mm. we've kind of hit the right sort of pace for the play. Okay. You
2: know. Um. So as I mentioned earlier, it's coming to an end, but it will be uh, shown in cinemas in November, November seventh. Um. And the filming of that. That version hasn't happened yet. That's going to happen no. soon, right? No,
1: no, we're doing it over t- uh, three performances. Okay. Uh, the two, two, the two performances on Thursday and fr- and the one performance on Friday, and then during the day on Friday we're going to do a few little, kind of special shots, a little few little pickups right. that might help for the editing and so on. And it's um, so effectively the recording that uh, the, the theater that the, the movie audience will, yeah. will enjoy is essentially the same as. The experience that the live mm. audience yeah. will have—you know—it's the same time, it's in the same place. We're not doing a—we're um, not doing a, a performance to fit the the the, the medium. Mm. We give it. This is going to be a, a theatrical experience. Cool. Okay, you know. mm. so
2: I was going to uh, tie those two questions together then in that. But I've sort of done it you for know, you. Yeah, right? you have it, <laughs> yeah. But in that <laughs> sense, like it's a different performance each night, but some performances will kind of be immortalized in a way through film. I mean, will, yes. you, will there be a different air when you're doing those performances that will be.
1: Well, I'm going to have my agent's phone number on the back of my closet. <laughs> if, that, if that makes, if that, if that helps. You know, I thought, I'm taking advantage. I mean, you know, when am I going to get a chance <laughs> right. to do that? Yeah, 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 great. will we'll reach a bigger know, audience. Yeah, and I might be holding up a headshot or two, you know, just to keep people abreast of, uh, you know. Well, you know, I've still got, I'm, I'm, I'm still aiming for that brass Still ring, hungry. You know? Still hungry. Still <laughs> hungry. <laughs>
3: After all these years. <laughs> so except for that, it should be more yeah. just the same. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny thing, because one of the nice... I guess one of the things I enjoy about like going to theatre is that... It's it's kind of the ephemerality of it, right? It's yeah. there for that night. That's is that it. A word? And it's gone. The ephemerality. Is that yeah, a word? I think so. Yeah. Is
1: it? Well, you well, he'd know. He's been to Oxford. He should. know. <laughs> <laughs> he should know. He should. should he, yeah, know. he yeah, should yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be yeah. embarrassing. Emphasis when, uh,
3: on
2: the should.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. Exactly. Please don't no write in with complaints about my poor <laughs> my poor vocabulary. Um, but I mean, the notion that it's something that you experience in that moment and it's past, is yeah. very. The, Gives it something, an energy in that room which you mm. don't get otherwise. The curious thing, of course, is that these performances, or whichever one they end up using, or however it works, will be, as you yeah. say, preserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it will
1: be. I mean, it'll still be. You know, I, I would hate. I would hate your audience to go with the idea that somehow they're going to get something that is less than mm-hmm. or no, different no, from. No, it's course. essentially. It will be the same. It, it, it's the same performance in a sense that we're mm-hmm. fulfilling all the requirements of the yeah. play in the same way yes but there yes, is but absolutely. the fact that it is being preserved in a way it does make it kind of a little bit special mm. you know and, and it's uh, so. And i know there will be no doubt because it's going to be there for you know as as Rothko says in as Rothko says in the play you know it'll be there for all time uh i'm sure we'll be on our best behavior <laughs> <laughs> hopefully be, yes yeah hopefully. we won't be adding anything ridiculous no not like usual. No. <laughs> so that, Hopefully so not too well Yeah, made. that red nose routine. We're going to lose that. Yeah, you've got to lose it. Wow. Yeah. My favourite bit. I
2: know. Uh, so, uh, Alfred, you play Mark Rothko. And um, he says at one point he's worried that he's going to be remembered for, like, you know, wealthy people buying his paintings to put over their nice sofas. Um, before the play, before you read the play, both of you, what did you know about Rothko?
1: Well, I knew not very much. I knew okay. a little bit. I was aware of him. I knew, I'd seen, I, I hadn't seen. I'd, I'd seen the the what became known as the Seagram murals that were yeah. in the, that were in Tate Britain in okay. back in back in the day. now at the Modern. Um, I, I'd seen those. I didn't know very much about him. Uh, I was aware of the paintings. I'd seen them in books and things like that, but I'd never really thought about him. I, I, mm. I was I, I was affected by the paintings. I enjoyed the paintings, but I was never really into kind of finding out about him until you know the chance came up to do the play and and then i started doing all the you know all the research and reading and and the great thing about someone like Rothko is that because he was so successful in his own lifetime there's a lot of documentation you know there's 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 a great biography about him his son wrote a book about him he wrote books himself you know there's loads of material plenty of stuff to kind of research um, so then I really started getting into it and, 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 I, and I was uh, very happy to do that. And, and, and it sort of, it did change and enhance my understanding of him and, and of the work. And I have grown to love it in a different way, mm. certainly. Mm. Yeah, I was,
3: as, for, as for me, I, I knew very little about him. I mean, I really did. I, I, I think I'd, I'd seen one of the colour field paintings, there was a print of it at school or something like that. But but sort of beyond that, and was sort of aware of the name, that was it. And and really I knew very, very little about 20th century art. Um, So that was a big part of the work that I did going into rehearsals. I sort of sat down for a month and did my research and, and, and sort of tried to educate myself about this world and the things that Ken knows yeah. very intimately that I had no idea yeah. about which was which is a real all the reading and
1: the research, that, that's the fun part of the job. I of mean, that's, that's when, I mean that's a lot of it's a lot nothing has gone wrong yet. You know? it's, very, you know, it's, it's the best part. Of the, you know, it's like, of it's know lots of actors who would, would love to make a living just rehearsing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just rehearse, <laughs> rehearse, and research. Yeah. And then when you're ready to open, move on to another job. <laughs> yeah, like, if only you could get paid for just doing that. <laughs> oh, I'd miss it. You know, I don't think <laughs> I could manage <laughs> that. As, as fun as it would be.
2: But I'm speaking of research. Like, uh, Ken is is a fictional character right? yes. created for the play. Yes. So there's not there's nothing really apart from the script to base him on. How did you like get around that? What kind of character did you did you make him into?
3: Um, that's. I mean, that's that's. That probably more often than not is the case when you sort of yeah. when, you, when 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 you're playing a part. I think um, I think it's a sort of different kind of challenge when you're playing someone who 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 existed, a historical figure. Um, and in a way, I'm sort of glad for that freedom. I mean, it gives yeah. you a lot to go on. But um, but a good script, a good a good play script like like Red is like John Logan's written has so much in it. There's so much yeah. richness there there are lots of little directions you can go in and lots of things you can take and you can run with them and you can find things and you can build on on those hints. You know, I, I kind of work with a actor in Spain on my year abroad who said, you know, the text is your start point and your end point. Um, and that's completely right. Mm. So that so everything you really, really need yeah. is there. I mean, you could, I get you know, there's, there's a world where you can even take on a... a playing a historical figure and you can throw those things out and say well what's in the script Mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the choice to take some liberties otherwise I mean that that that's that maybe is a contentious thing to do but um you know the thing you most first and foremost have a responsibility to is the text I think um so that wasn't problematic in any way um that was exciting and that was that was part of the fun because
2: um, it gives you gives you a bit of freedom yeah okay and Alfred was your you know your interpretation of
1: Ruffco more steeped in research as you were saying or? well it was it, there was a certain amount of research I mean, yeah. I, think, I think the uh, you know as Alfie says I mean when, when you're playing a, a character that is fictional that that is the case most of the time Unless yeah. you make, make unless you make a career playing historical or contemporary yeah. figures who actually exist um, but you your your you're, you're fir- the only response I, I feel that when you're playing a character that actually existed at some point a real person the only responsibility you have is to not misrepresent them mm. so for instance with Rothko there was no point in me coming into work and saying I think I'm going to play him with an Irish accent yeah. and a limp just because I happen to think that right. might be yeah. interesting you know I have to pres- I have to represent him in in a way that is at least. Uh, 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 Valid and, and and accurate as accurate as it can be. Yeah. Obviously, the play takes certain liberties and dramatic license here and there, but uh, essentially, the, the 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 Rothko that I'm playing is the Rothko that John Logan created. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I you know I did all my research and I found out you know he was a chain smoker. I found out the brand of whiskey that he drank. I found out all kinds of stuff about him, but all that homework is really just for my benefit. Mm. You know, you the, the last thing an audience wants to Pay good money yeah. for is to watch an actor dragging his homework along, yeah. you know, and saying, "Oh, you'll find this bit interesting because I did a lot of research on this." That's, that's of no interest to anyone. Yeah. You know, so you do it for your own benefit. You do it, you do it so that you you've got some kind of bedrock that you can yeah. rest mm. your creative work on, you know. But ultimately, it's what goes on between Alfie and I and the play. It's, mm. it, you know, the our characters. So in a sense, my Rothko is probably. As far as the theatre is concerned, it's probably just as fictitious as as, as Alfie's. Ken. Yeah. It's, it's it's our version of it. It's mm-hmm. not, and it doesn't pretend to be, you know, historically accurate yeah. or, or a piece of documentary evidence.
2: Okay. Um. And so it's been nearly ten years since you started playing Rothko. Yeah. Two
1: thousand nine was the first yeah. production at the Don Mar.
2: So can you talk about um, you know, why it is you've stuck with him for such a long time and why you've well, you keep coming back to him. Well, what is it it, about you make, you make it sound like
1: I've been doing this play for nine years. Sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, on, on there's intermittently. Been, there's been there's <laughs> lots and lots of breaks. Uh, we did it in 2009 at the Donmar. Then we yeah. went to the following year in 2010, we went to Broadway. Then we did it in LA in 2012. Right. And that was the last time we did it up until now. Um, we, we were hoping to do it sooner, but you know, people's schedules got in the way. Sure, yeah. But, but living with it is, has been a great pleasure. I mean, it hasn't been like a burden anyway. I mean, I, I, this is the greatest part I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And this is the, probably the best play I've ever had the privilege to be in and work on. And it's, it's, that has been the most extraordinary experience. And plus, I've had the really unique pleasure of doing the play with three different actors, mm-hmm. all of whom have brought something unique and special to it. And and that for me has been fantastic, it's purely selfishly, because it means you know it's, it, there's been a 50% change in cast, which means that each time we've done it, it's been a whole new play, a whole new experience, because each actor has come with his own feelings, his own desires, his own yeah. kind of take on it. And my and the only constants has been basically Michael and Christopher, the designer, and myself. Yeah. And and we were always went we always went to great lengths to make it absolutely clear to you know to Jonathan when Jonathan Groff did it in LA and when now Alfie doing it here in London we went to great lengths to make it clear that this is your part mm. you do what you want to do with it you know apart from a few technical things that have to yeah. be the same like you know priming the canvases on the rest of it is yours it's up for grabs you know so we've changed it's, it's been a different play so that so from purely from my point of yeah. view, that's been a real joy you know
2: and how has your performance changed depending on the Ken or depending on... Well, other I think factors? it's a matter
1: of, of just... It's a matter of, of what you, you know... The one, you know I'm, I'm going to say this in front of him because I know he gets a bit shy, but the, the wonderful thing about Alfie as an actor is that he doesn't wait yeah. for his cue. He listens to it. So there's been nights when I've had an idea about something and I've suddenly given him a line in a completely different way and yeah. he responds to it. He responds to it in that moment. And, and that's fantastic, because that's like playing, that's really, and there's only the two of us, so we absolutely rely on each other. We're not, you know, there's no, we can't hide, we can't, you mm-hmm. know, I need him, as hopefully as much as he needs me. <laughs> and and so there's a kind of mutual, you know, it's a, a mutual respect, and a mutual yeah. kind of interest has developed, that you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he's gonna do tonight. Mm. You know, because I know it's gonna be different, I know something's gonna be different, there's gonna be a, a little hint of something else, and that means I can, you know hit the ball yeah. back you know in a different way and, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it and that's why every time we've done the play I've always missed it terribly you
2: okay. know? yeah and finally I just wanted to ask so you both had early film roles in the first film of major franchises so Indiana Jones and Harry Potter <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask if you've you know, been exchanging stories about those experiences or oh no, we yeah, haven't actually, actually. <laughs> <So> now <laughs> we haven't really you know, there's, there's been a bit of kind of oh
1: you did all the Harry Potter stuff. yeah yeah Oh, oh, you did uh, the first raise a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's for lunch? <laughs> what's for lunch? <laughs> no, the it lunch hasn't. It ha- ha- no, it hasn't been. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't been a major yeah. topic of conversation. <laughs> is <laughs> that bad? is that, Should it have been? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you
2: bad. got That's three days.
3: Yeah, we've yeah, yeah, got right. right. yeah, three days. Day. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, it's been a pleasure. The Alfreds of a million Alfredy Thank you for your time. Thank you very much so thank you very much for listening to this special red podcast uh, another part po- of our podcasts out this weekend is our Halloween special where we talk about David Gordon Green's re-sequel of the Halloween franchise uh, do check that one out it's very fun show lots of red in that as well lots of red in that as well but not the kind of red you might like um, <laughs> we'll be back next week talking to Mike Lee about his latest film Peterloo um, and if you have any thoughts on Halloween or any of the films we've spoken about in the past few weeks do let us know where we are on Twitter at Curzon Cinemas or email podcast at com, And you can find us on iTunes and Acast. Please do rate, review, and subscribe if you feel the need to. So it's goodbye from Jake. Bye bye. And goodbye from me. Thank you very much. See you next week.